Hello and welcome to the Courage Project podcast. My name is Elise Figures and I am your host and today we are having a conversation about the courage to commit to yourself. Now, <laughs> I actually was just laughing at myself because I recorded like some of this intro kind of type thing. It's not even really an intro, but I had my dog in my room with me just sleeping on my bed and like I paused for a second and I realized he was like breathing so loud that you could hear it. So I was like, sorry love, but you gotta go. His name is Dave. So he's he's um not with us anymore, but <laughs> he was doing the thing where it's like borderline snoring, but like not quite snoring, but just breathing loud enough that it was just like not gonna work. So <laughs> anyways, not that it really matters, but it's just me chilling here recording for you today. I'm honestly going to keep this conversation relatively short because then it is something that you can commit to listening to. And you can make the commitment to listening to something that will serve you. Committing to yourself, to your growth, your education. And then hopefully this will get you reflecting and maybe taking action on actually committing to yourself in other things that you're doing in your life. So let's just get into it. When you commit to yourself, you are literally unstoppable. I mean, just think of the potency of that energy of commitment to yourself because having a strong sense of commitment to yourself ultimately serves as this incredibly strong foundation for you to commit to other things and other people and Not only that, but when you commit to yourself repeatedly, you develop this sense of discipline. And this sense of discipline will mirror and carry with you into every aspect of your life. And it gives you this confidence in yourself and in your abilities and this trust in yourself because ultimately it is keeping those commitments to yourself, keeping those promises to yourself that builds up this muscle of confidence and trust in yourself. And with this sense of discipline, trust, and confidence all in yourself, you start to find yourself more productive at achieving the things you want to achieve and more confident in your daily interactions. And you just literally start to vibrate at this higher frequency that the people around you start to notice. And the people around you probably notice this like new light to what you are and what you do, even though maybe they wouldn't be able to put a finger on exactly what it is, you just shine differently. Now, it's easy to show up for our commitments with others. It's always easier because for some reason, if you have something in your calendar, you're not just going to blow that person off. Yet, on the other hand, there is no repercussion when you blow off the plans that you've made with yourself, the commitments you've made to yourself. So that is the easiest person to dishonor your commitment with because there really isn't that repercussion. There isn't any discomfort in blowing off those plans. Or so you think. Because you don't experience the repercussion immediately, but slowly you are slashing away and diminishing your self-trust, your self-esteem, and your self-confidence. All of these things that you build up when you do commit to yourself, you also break down when you break commitments with yourself. 
So you aren't just in this neutral space when you don't keep those commitments to yourself. It's not a, I either stay the same or I grow farther. It's, I either stay the same or I go backwards. And with this, as we are slashing away slowly at that self-trust, self-esteem, self-confidence, we are also slowly proving to ourselves that we aren't as important as other people are. And we do this by forming the habit of letting ourselves off the hook. And this is a really dangerous limiting belief that can start to form or it can really start to flourish that's maybe already started to form because this can start to diminish our sense of self-worth over time and it leads to all sorts of certain things of holding yourself back, of shrinking yourself in various situations of life. And it's just one of those sneaky ones that it almost like underlies everything you do and it comes up from underneath and clearly this is not the type of beliefs that we want to be planting in our garden of beliefs in our belief system now when i thought to talk on this topic today i was like i can't honestly talk about making commitments to yourself and like failure to make commitments to yourself or hold commitments to yourself without throwing in a story. So I was like, hmm, when have I done this lately? And then I was like, oh, wait, I'm doing this right now. (laughs) So honestly, like, very honest story. I'm not proud of it, but it's real and I don't always have it together. So I'm going to share that and hopefully you can relate to not always having it together. I'm sure you can too, because we're all human, right? But What I've been up to lately, um, I started a course, and I don't know if I've actually told you guys on the podcast this yet, but I'm telling you now. (laughs) I started a course studying Ayurveda, which is a, like, 5,000-year-old medical system, ancient medical system, that is one of the very few that is still practiced today in modern times, and... It's a very holistic lifestyle approach to wellness and well-being and essentially Ayurveda is a Sanskrit term. The word Ayurveda is a Sanskrit term for the science of life or the knowledge of life. And it's a sister science to yoga, so it's originated from India. And essentially for anyone that's never really heard of Ayurveda before, It's a complete healing system that gives you the tools and practices to create health on a daily basis and using your own inherent healing abilities and the healing potential of your body. It's a personalized and preventative way of healing and practicing well-being in your life. And the system is based around the three doshas, which is what kind of helps personalize the approach to wellness and doshas are your mind-body type. So the three doshas are called vata, pitta, and kapha, and we all have all three different doshas, but the amount that we each have is different, and this makeup was conceived within us at birth, yet we go in and out of balance of all three. So we all have different percentages of each of the doshas, but It's the imbalances that we go into throughout our life, depending on the external stimuli that we get from our environment, our food, our emotions, whatever that is. And so a lot of what Ayurveda is, is to like balance those doshas out. So now that I've thrown all this Sanskrit language at you that you probably don't understand, 
I'm just gonna leave it at that because I don't want to completely overwhelm you as I know Ayurveda can be super overwhelming. Um, but we'll come back to that, I'm sure, within future conversations because I am absolutely on fire learning about this stuff. It's fascinating and I, my life has changed so significantly since starting to study this. So it's a practical approach that I've been applying to my life and I've absolutely been loving it and I really can't wait to share more about it with you in the future through potential offerings that I'm brainstorming up and yeah, also on the podcast I'm sure as well, but that'll be a later day. So anyways, back to my story. So what I'm doing is I'm studying this course in Ayurveda and it's I have wanted to incorporate Ayurveda into my life and what I do in potential business offerings for quite a few months now. I've always kind of had it in the back of my mind and been really drawn to it, but this course just finally came up and it felt so aligned, and so now it's really starting to happen. But I never really made a schedule for this course, and it's kind of self-paced. It's not really self-paced, but, you know, online learning is um, definitely harder to have that discipline that we were talking about, to actually get the things done. I'm sure you know if you've ever done online school, as many of us did during the pandemic, but I never really made a schedule and I am already behind. So I noticed this in a feeling of disconnection with myself and my energy just feels off and there's just this sense of diminishing self-trust that's leaking into other areas of my life and my energy just in general. And I know it's coming from this, at least partially, because it's this thing that kind of looms over me that I know is there, but I'm just not doing, you know? And I don't really know why I'm not doing it, to be completely honest, because of course I love it and I love when I do it. But I've just been filling my schedule up with other commitments to other people and things first. So I had no time. I'm putting that like in quotes. I had no time. to do it by the end of the day. And so I had to do a time audit and I had to see the things that I'm unconsciously allowing to suck my time and energy. And not only is it those commitments that maybe I don't need to be making, that I need to be prioritizing my course over these other commitments, but also just little pockets of time throughout the day that I'm not really doing anything. So now I am intentionally making commitments to schedule it in and get it done. I'm making my schedule around that rather than the other way around and fitting it in wherever I can. Like this is the priority. And I'm proving to myself that I come first. (laughs) And I've made this commitment to follow through with the things that I said I was going to do. And I mean, now is the real test because the commitment is not in just making that verbal commitment to yourself or putting it in your calendar. It's the actual follow through. And I did do some reflecting on what I think my kind of process was in doing this, committing to myself. So I want to kind of go through that with you now. So now before just jumping in and making these commitments to shift things, it's really important to take a minute to just sit with where you are now in terms of your commitments to yourself. Lay out a map of what your current situation looks like without judgment but just neutral acceptance for what is. 
something I've been focusing on lately is when you notice that you're judging yourself or you're unhappy with certain parts of yourself, express love for those very parts of yourself. Because love is the highest frequency. And when you consistently are in this frequency of love, you just completely raise your whole vibration. So when feelings of judgment come up for things that you're doing right now that you wish you weren't doing or things that you wish you were doing but you're not doing right now, send love to those places, not judgment. And once you've kind of got this understanding of what your current situation looks like, Now it's time to get clear on what you want to direct your energy to and where you need to stop sending your energy. And this comes from being able to listen in and trust your intuition when the things you're doing or the situation you're in feels off. And to have the courage to admit to yourself that this maybe isn't right for you and that it does feel off and to explore the possibility of redirecting your efforts to other things that might feel more in alignment with you. And also to be open to letting go of those things that you once thought were yours forever. We get so attached to these things, these labels that we think are our identity. We really identify with these things so strongly and it's hard to let it go, especially when other people know us by these things, by these relationships, by this job, whatever it is. But we need to have this compassion and understanding with ourselves that we are constantly changing and evolving beings and our interests grow and change with us. And what happens is we get this buildup of resistance and discontentment when we hold on too tightly to these labels and these things that we identify with. And so what we need to do is really just surrender to this process, surrender to the flow of our evolution. But to be able to actually see that things maybe aren't in alignment, what I think a really important thing to do is, if you haven't already, define what personal success means to you. Not to your parents, not to your friends, not to the people at your school, not to society and the community around you. What does success mean to you? The feeling, the way it looks, and then make sure that your commitments align with that definition. I know a lot of the times when I find myself in a feeling of resistance or in a feeling of discontentment, it's because I'm trying to achieve these versions of success that aren't actually my own. And I pick it up often unconsciously, so it's it's a constant check-in that you have to have with yourself to see if your goals and your intentions are in alignment with your own definition of success. And it's really important to have that of your own because otherwise you will be never feeling this sense of fulfillment and satisfaction with yourself because... These external definitions of success are ever-changing and never going to be within your grasp. So check in, assess your intentions and how you're spending your time, and then look at the alignment between the two. Is the way you're spending your time in alignment with your intentions? And in looking at that situation, at those three pieces you can see where you can maybe make a shift and make a change that will fit in your lifestyle 
that will bring those intentions and the way you're spending in your time into alignment, which will just propel you forward. Now, back to Ayurveda that we were talking about before and the doshas. Essentially, the goal of Ayurveda is to bring back mind-body balance. And you do that through the, the doshas. And my personal primary dosha is vata. So vata is the combination of the elements of air and space. So it's associated with wind, it's moving, it's very fluid, it's light and airy, and it's cold. And I guess just for a little context and contrast into the other two doshas, um, pitta is more fiery, it's more transformative. And then kapha is more earthy, it's more heavy, subtle, calm, steady. So for me, someone who is primarily vata, I need to be extra diligent about implementing a routine and schedule or I will never get things done. And that's what grounds me, whereas otherwise I'm up in the air, I'm fluid, I'm movement, like wind, right? And it gives me that kapha energy, that grounding, earthy energy, and a bit of that pitta energy, that fiery energy to get things done. So I hope that I didn't just throw up a bunch of, like, (laughs) gibberish to you, but there's a little bit of intro into what Ayurveda is. If this little nugget that I've dipped in here is interesting to you, let me know, and I would love to share more about what I'm learning and applying to my life. But just to quickly summarize what we kind of talked about, start with sitting where you are now assess your current situation of the commitments you have to yourself, the commitments you have to others, lay out a map of your current situation and see whether that is in alignment with you and your definition of success. Then looking at this map of your current situation, get really clear on what of these things you want to continue sending energy to or where you want to stop sending energy and maybe what you want to actually redirect it to. What do you want to introduce that maybe isn't there? And make sure that you check in and assess your intentions and how you're spending your time and make sure that those two things are in alignment and especially in alignment with your own personal definition of success. So I hope that this conversation gave you a few tools or inspiration to start to commit to yourself more and cultivate that unstoppable energy that comes from making these commitments to yourself and upholding those promises that you've made. I totally did not plan to like go into Ayurveda and the doshas in this episode, so I hope that you enjoyed that little nugget of information about Ayurveda and Yeah, like I said, please let me know if this has sparked your curiosity at all, and I would really love to dive in deeper about Ayurveda, about the doshas, and all this stuff that I'm learning and applying to my life. But I think we will leave the conversation there for today. I hope you enjoyed it, and I am sending you so much love and gratitude and my best wishes for a beautiful day whenever you're listening in. And until next time, I will see you in the next episode. Bye!